Hi guys, and welcome to episode 4 of Josiah's CRNA Personal Statement Review, a podcast by me, Josiah. In today's episode, I'm giving into pressure a little bit early here and talking about my own personal statement. I've had a lot of people ask me for my own examples, so today I will be telling the story of how I killed a patient and then use that story to illustrate how I constructed not just a personal statement, but also a narrative about myself I carried into the interview process as well. So without further ado, here's the story. There was a very sick patient on my unit who had coded something like five times that day. So we had were keeping a crash cart near his room. And that day I was assigned to check the crash carts. And I didn't notice that this particular defibrillator was still attached to the patient. So when I tested the machine at a low energy, the shock sent the patient into V-fib. We coded that patient and he survived that cardiac arrest. But then he proceeded to code a couple more times before he finally died. And I realized I had made a big mistake. A few days later, I found myself in a root cause analysis with a CNO, the CMO, and a whole alphabet soup of educators, managers, and legal consultants. Now I was scared and all I could do was admit responsibility. After all, I was fresh out of my nursing residency. But they reframed my perspective because they told me that the investigation wasn't looking for someone to blame. Their goal was to learn from my mistake and to change the practices that enabled my mistake. And we discovered that there were lapses in our safety practices regarding how and how often we were checking our crash carts. There are also little things like the pads probably should not have been connected to the crash cart unless we were actively coding the patient. The committee's findings did not necessarily diminish the personal responsibility I felt, but it did pique my interest in managing patient safety through process improvement. We must recognize that to make errors is human, and our goal, therefore, should be to build practices to minimize error. The root cause analysis also taught me about the importance of systems of care and patient safety. And recently, I had the opportunity to revise the wound care process for patients that are undergoing pronation therapy because one of them developed unstageable pressure ulcers. And our initial investigation revealed that multiple nurses had missed the wounds. And our original discussion focused on who was responsible for this lack of vigilance. However, we decided that the best way to prevent such an error from happening again was to change the wound prevention and care process. So we started including stuff like an automatic consult to the wound care nurse in the pronation order set so that the wound care nurse would be aware of these especially high-risk patients. So how does this relate to pursuing a CRNA? Well, the history of anesthesia and in particular nurse anesthetists have been driven primarily by a determination to improve patient safety through stuff like the dissemination of research, adoption of new techniques, and the endorsement of higher educational standards. And in the present day, the doctoral preparation of CRNAs not only serves to develop strong anesthesia clinicians, but is also essential in equipping these leaders to identify and change the systemic processes that influence patient outcomes. And I firmly believe that the education and training associated with a doctoral program in nurse anesthesia will be critical in the growth of my ability to promote safety on a systemic level. So that was what I roughly wrote about in my personal statement. I started with a thesis about patient safety, then I illustrated my interest with patient safety with a story about how I became interested in patient safety. I further reinforced that with an example from a project I did that was an investigation, and I explained how that investigation contributed to my interest in patient safety as well. And finally, I followed up with exactly how I figured a DMP in nurse anesthesia was going to fit into my career and my goal. And that, in general, is a good essay outline to follow. 
a thesis, a personal story, a professional project and story, and then a little bit about where you see yourself going in the future. It seems from the story that I knew from the moment I made this mistake that I would know the reason I wanted to become a CRNA to take a look at patient safety from a systems level. After all, I had a dramatic story involving a patient safety error. The projects I undertook involved changing policies and procedures to help mitigate individual errors. But that's not true. I didn't put together this story until I started thinking about what I was going to write a personal statement on. And there's a lot of things that I did that never made it to this story. To list some of them, I did education on ultrasound IVs. I precepted new nurses. I worked rapid response. You know, I served on a committee that looked at purchasing new equipment. I trained on balloon pumps, Impella, CRRT, etc. Um, my previous jobs were being a bus driver, a preschool teacher, and a chemistry tutor. Uh, I've also helped out with health screenings as a nursing student. I volunteer at my church doing transportation and food logistics, and I speak fluent Chinese. But none of these pieces of identity capital made it onto my personal statement. Only some of them were present on my resume. I didn't start this whole CRNA journey with a highly focused goal in mind. It was the reverse. I had no idea what I wanted to do as a nurse. So I did everything, which apparently included getting myself a file with the state of California that's labeled nurses who have killed patients. But as you progress in your career, you will choose to open some doors and choose to walk away from others based on your interests and your time commitments uh, and a couple other factors. And that's what you're asked to vignette when you write a personal statement, when you trim the events of your life into a two-page story by yourself. How has your interest in whatever topic you've picked developed and been refined over the course of your career? In two pages, you have enough room to tell one story about who you are, what you're doing, and what you want to do next. And that means you'll call away a lot of your identity in this personal statement, which is perfectly okay. So you start by writing a thesis, right? Your thesis should answer the following question, why do you want to go to CRNA school? Um, and I'll cover more about how to develop this thesis on the next podcast. And my thesis was that I wanted to go to CRNA school because I was interested in managing patient safety through systems processes. Every new thing that you mention in your personal statement needs to support your interest in that reason. So let's go through some of the pieces of my identity capital. For example, I speak fluent Chinese. Does that support my thesis? No, so it has no place in the essay. I work as a preceptor for new nurses. Does that support my thesis? No, not in a direct way. Um, so it has no place in my essay. I had a big, big project on ultrasound IVs at my hospital. I'm known as the ultrasound IV guy, but that didn't really support my thesis, at least in a direct way. So I didn't mention it at all. And I've read a surprising amount of essays that are just resumes regurgitated in essay format. And that doesn't help anyone at all. I can already see your resume with all your qualifications. It doesn't tell me why you want to go to CRNA school. There seems to be a fear of trimming material that I hear about a lot, but you are not literally cutting away parts of your identity. You are selecting parts of your life to tell a narrative about yourself. And we do this all the time, whether you're aware of it or not. We tell stories about ourselves to give ourselves an identity and to interpret the world around us. It's a psychological phenomenon. We either consciously or unconsciously select memories about ourselves to reinforce our own mental images of ourselves. For example, I think I am much, much nicer than I probably actually am. My wife disagrees with my own assessment as evidenced by the amount of times that I've made her upset. 
A lot of research has been done on the mental frameworks that we weave about ourselves in order to give ourselves an identity and to interpret the world around us. These mental images we have of ourselves, that's what admission committees are looking for when they ask why you want to be a CRNA. And trimming is a big part of the process of writing a personal statement. You ask yourself with every new thing that you mention on your personal statement, does this support my thesis? Does this support my goal? My why do I want to be a CRNA? If it doesn't, then toss it out because it's okay to trim your identity. It's all still there on your resume. It's all still there on your paper application. But on the personal statement, the personal statement is not your CV or your resume, but in a longer format. Your personal statement serves to color in your motivations, your goals, what makes you tick. So that's it. That's the story of how I killed a patient and how I took that example and made a story of it to tell to multiple schools and how that story got me interviews at these schools. I hope it served as a good example to you on how to trim down your story and how to write your own personal statement. If you're interested in reading the full text of my personal statement, please email me and I'll leave my email in the description below. And I'd be more than happy to email it to you. As always, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or tips, or even if you want for me to read your personal statement, please feel free to email me as well. And until next time, bye-bye. told me that the investigation wasn't looking for someone to blame. Their goal was to learn from my mistake and to change the practices that enabled my mistake. And we discovered that there were lapses in our safety practices regarding how and how often we were checking our crash carts. There are also little things like the pads probably should not have been connected to the crash cart unless we were actively coding the patient. The committee's findings did not necessarily diminish the personal responsibility I felt, but it did pique my interest in managing patient safety through process improvement. We must recognize that to make errors is human, and our goal therefore should be to build practices to minimize 